the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxtra. From the southwest to the northeast, Americans are seeking relief from the steamy summer heat that's already forced the cancellation of events from festivals and concerts to Little League games. Some workers and runners, though, still getting outside in the east and central U.S. It's not the day to be out here. Should have been up much earlier. And it's hot. you got to take your time and drink a lot of water and survive, not enjoy. That's, that's all we're, that's the goal. Temperatures in the high 90s forecast for today and tomorrow with the heat index well over 100. British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt rejecting Iran's attempt to link its seizure of a British flag tanker to the July 4th incident in which British Marines helped take control of an Iranian tanker off the Gibraltar coast. Hunt said Britain's actions against the Grace One supertanker was legal. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager explains the people we are fighting against. Fox News reporter was reporting on the win of the American soccer team, and then behind him were fans of the team, and they all started screaming, F Trump. The low caliber of people who hate the president is really, it is remarkable. Is it true for every single person who hates the president? No, it isn't. Is it true for the great majority? I think it is. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour two of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is coming up next. But first, a reminder that the school year is right around the corner. So now's the time to explore a better and brighter option for your child. See all of our partner schools at TwinCitiesTuitions.com and learn how we'll save you half off your first year of tuition. Within the last seven years, we've helped over 130 families save money and find the best Christian education possible for their children. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. High of 78 and rain throughout the day. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network going on its 16th year of absolutely crushing it on the weekends, which means, in effect, dominating Twin Cities media in all forms. Uh, It's myself every uh, Saturday, practically, all but maybe four or five weeks uh, a year for the last 15 and a half years. Uh, on the Saturday uh, headliner edition, Brad Carlson, the closer, every Sunday from 1 to 3. And, of course, King Banyan every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen, doing the best show in the world on economics. Anywhere on the radio, perhaps anywhere else as well, check out the entire Northern Alliance radio network. Uh, we're on AM 12A, The Patriot. We are the local wing of Salem here in the Twin Cities, along with all the great uh, hosts that you find every weekday. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Tune them in 24-7. The best in uh, thought-provoking radio that you don't pay for with your taxes. Keep that in mind. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. You can also meet me on Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Operators are standing by, or it will be. When my browser stops crashing here, anyway, we'll be back on Twitter shortly here. Have no fear. Have no fear in any case. I mean, just getting in touch with me. But, you know, would love to have you join me in spirits or even just in writing uh, or verbally if you feel like it. 651-289-4488. It was 50 years ago today that an event happened that changed my life forever in ways that I couldn't have predicted at the time. And yet uh, it had a profound impact on my life. Uh, an impact that it's, I mean, I'm still measuring now 50 years later. 
my dad taught summer school in Jamestown, North Dakota High School. And he came home from school that afternoon or noonish, middle of the early afternoon. It was eight till noon for summer school back then. And he came home bringing something from his locker that I had spied when he took me in to look at, see where he worked and get some paperwork done. I was probably, what, six years old, five, five and a half, six years old at the time. And he brought it up the stairs. I saw it. I was excited as all get out. He brought a, a guitar that someone had left in his locker three years earlier. They'd been sitting there for a long time. The kid had brought it in for a speech presentation, demonstration of some kind. For some reason, he left it in my dad's room. It found its way into my dad's locker where it waited for the kid to come and get it and waited and waited. After three years, the kid, whoever it was, lost to history, uh, graduated from high school and moved on with his life and apparently forgot about the extremely cheap guitar that he left in my dad's locker, <laughs> uh, left in my dad's classroom and, and thus my dad's locker in probably 1966. It was a extremely cheap guitar, the kind of thing you used to find in, in uh, the Sears catalog for, I don't know, twelve ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, so the kind of cheap guitar you really don't find hardly anymore. Now that department stores have gone out of the guitar business because decent companies are building really good guitars fairly cheap now, you don't find the Sears Silvertone guitar anymore. Well, this was a guitar called a Maybell, and it was as cheap as the day is long. I mean, made it out of, made out of plywood and kind of junky, but it was mine. Well, except that it got junkier because I was six years old. I wasn't going to learn how to play the guitar. Uh, so that guitar served on for years as everything a couple little boys and a little girl, my brother and sister, uh, could turn it into other than a guitar. It spent some time as a machine gun in various games of Army because we didn't get toy guns when I was a kid. It was an aircraft carrier for my model planes. It was a spaceship at various times. It was... It was everything that a, a, a six-year-old boy, a elementary school kid, or really a couple of us, could turn it into, including occasionally a guitar if we wanted to play along with my mom's or, or uh, aunt's old records. But it, that's really all it was for another eight years until I was 14 years old, realized I had to be a guitar player, I had to play in a band, I had to get with things, and I refinished and restored that old guitar to its... $19.99 out of the catalog glory and started teaching myself how to play guitar, which eventually led to me developing an identity I kind of liked and had fun with in high school. And finally, by the time I graduated from college, gave me a, a direction, granted a not very remunerative, uh, not very well-paid direction in life that led me to the Twin Cities because that was where music was happening at the time and not with that guitar. I'd grown well beyond that much earlier, very quickly. Uh, bought better guitars, learned how to play better. That guitar is still sitting in a closet somewhere. And it came into my life 50 years ago today to an effect that I could not, nobody could have predicted. But that wasn't the only thing that happened 50 years ago today. Perhaps you've heard about it. It's been in all the papers. Today is the 50th anniversary of man landing on the moon. And, and when my dad came home that day, we were all excited. Uh, it would not be the half of it. Everyone I knew, everyone up and down the block in Jamestown, North Dakota, everyone that I had been to school with that year that I was still in contact with over the summer, uh, my family, my parents, everyone was thrilled to pieces, uh, almost beside themselves, uh, waiting and, and wondering what was going to happen. This was one of mankind's great adventures, the first time we had set foot off of planet Earth, if it all went well. No one knew that. Of course, I was six years old. I had no concept of what would happen had things gone wrong, had Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong remained marooned on the moon, had Michael Collins hit the wrong rocket at the wrong time or some computer misfired and shot him off into deep space, never to return. No idea of, of any of that. I had no concept of, of things that really mattered not failing because I was six years old. 
But the uh, 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 the moon landing did go forth and did happen that day. And it occurs to me that as a person who is years old and was born in 1964, I may be one of the youngest people in the world, one of a tiny fraction of people who, who are among the youngest people who can possibly remember firsthand mankind landing on the moon and, and, and how what a very concrete thing it was for me, for all of us at that time. This is one of those things that everyone was thrilled and excited by, no matter how old or how young you were. The idea that man was undertaking the greatest voyage of discovery since Magellan circled the globe was a palpable thing. And and space, the idea of space exploration, even to a six-year-old, granted a six-year-old is very curious about a lot of things, uh, even to a six-year-old, the excitement was just inescapable, and and the the joy that befell America when not only did Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin land on the moon and and take the one small step for man, but one giant leap for mankind, and spend some time planting flags, picking up moon rocks, playing golf, planting. Fl- I mentioned the flags, yes, I did, and then successfully flying home. It was one of the most amazingly exciting times to be human ever. And I was listening on the local National Public Radio affiliate to uh, an interview with Michael Collins, who was one of the three members of the Apollo 11 crew, uh, the one who didn't get to land on the moon, the guy who got to spend the extra day or two orbiting the moon in the command module waiting for Armstrong and Aldrin to finish their mission, take off, link up with him, and fly back to Earth. And when he landed, of course, I mean the wor- the world, as as Collins himself pointed out today, eighty eight years old, still sharp as a tack. Uh, he pointed out at that time he toured right after the land, after they came back, after the recovery, and after they got back from the moon, got out of quarantine, and started touring the world. They were greeted as heroes all over the world, all in places that where. America was welcome, and of course, America. Of course, they were. They never had to buy a drink. <laughs> Probably still, still don't. Fifty years later, but even places where Americans were regarded less as heroes and a little more standoffishly, yet the idea that they had gone to the moon was treated as something that all of mankind could take heart in. That all of mankind. Could could claim as a little bit of their own legacy and of their own heritage. Now I was way too young for that to understand all of that. All I know was, wow, that was one cool rocket, and watching it take off was pretty amazing. And by the way, I, I keenly remember Apollo Ten, the mission just before that, or back around uh, in the winter, I believe, uh, spring or winter before the moon landing. The, the Apollo capsule had flown around the moon, did an orbit just to scout the place out. I remember watching that on TV when I was a kid and just being boggled by the the idea that humans were flying around that thing that I saw every night in the sky, most nights in the sky, and thinking, wow, on the one hand, this is part of the background noise of my young life. I have... As I have grown up, I can remember a time when man had not been on the moon, and I remember remember keenly watching it on live TV as as Walter Cronkite narrated it, and as 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 uh, CBS played the footage from the moon. And I remember when mankind started to take it for granted that we could fly to the moon. As was pointed out in the movie Apollo 13, uh, the, the mission by this by Apollo 13, the third attempt to land on the moon, it wasn't even being, being carried live on TV anymore. People were getting blasé about travel to the moon by this point. And, and by the time I got out of high school, when the moon landings had ended and we'd switched over to low Earth missions and the space shuttle, basically moving from exploration to developing technology in space and and space became just another highway and in some respects another dump yard for metal junk that 
got thrown into space and people couldn't bother to bring back down and dispose of properly. Like, you know, Skylab. And it occurs to me there's an entire generation of people out there who have no idea what Skylab was either, now that we mention it. Uh, more on the moon landing and the 50th anniversary of man's greatest explore, exploratory venture when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. They put a man on the moon, man on the moon. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. One size fits all. It's the biggest lie in the world. Not true for clothes, not true for closets. But most so-called custom closet companies actually use prefab sizes. They just sort of fit all spaces. Closet and Storage Concepts custom builds your design in their shop, so it fits like a tailored suit. You can choose from a huge selection of materials and finishes to reflect your personal style. And because they custom build, they can also outfit your garage, mudroom, craft space, or any other space. Visit closetandstorageconcepts.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, pencils, pens, markers, books, calculators, backpacks, and folders, and notebooks, maybe even a new pair of shoes. We want to make sure you're stocked up on everything you need to make sure your kids have a great year at school. So sign up on the Freedom Fan Club page for your chance to win over $2,000 in a back-to-school shopping spree. $2,000. Even allowing for inflation, I think that's more than my parents spent on 12 years of back-to-school shopping. Just saying. This giveaway is sponsored by TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Sign up for the Freedom Fan Club. Start rolling in the benefits. 651 289 4488, the number to call. 
It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, by the way, uh, we're talking about the, the moon landing 50 years ago today. And I was waxing on there a bit about about what the moon landing meant to mankind. Uh, and an article that came out uh, yesterday in the National Review about uh, why Apollo 11 matters by uh, Taylor Dinerman uh, put, brought some other perspectives to it. I mean, I was obviously too young to remember much of this. And and while I had probably, uh, not to blow my own horn, but a fairly good memory for a kid that age, I mean, I remember things from 1968. I mean, Martin Luther King's assassination, the Biafra War, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, the, uh, the news coverage about his assassination, not to mention Apollo 10 orbiting the moon. Uh, and the aftermath of the Tet Offensive in my neighborhood. I have memories of that time, but they were memories like a kid would have, memories of family, memories of parades in my hometown, memories of, of my brother and sister at that age, not memories of how the world worked. Now, I was a pure, pretty curious kid. I learned a little bit about how events tied into history fairly early, became a bit of a history buff, bright and early in life, and started following things like how government worked bright and early on, and just in time for things like Watergate, the Nixon resignation, the end of the Vietnam War, the fall of Saigon, the kidnapping of Patty Hearst, the uh, epidemic of bombings that swept the United States as the far left uh, terrorized, tried to terrorize the rest of the country into submission uh, on issues like, well, Vietnam especially, but many, many, many others. And in this, and, and by the way, I, one thing I don't remember from that age was the, uh, the, the riots in Chicago during the 1968 Democratic Convention, or for that matter, the uh, wave of violence that swept the country uh, and, and rioting and looting and burning and pillaging that left many inner cities, including North Minneapolis, uh, in, in ruins in many cases after the assassination of Martin Luther King. I don't remember that part. It may or may not have gotten a lot of play in rural North Dakota. I, at the age of five, wasn't paying attention to it just yet. But if you think about the way the country was going, the, the, the way life was perceived in the United States in the late 60s, after, after a couple of decades of being the world's heroes, or at least being able to rationally see ourselves as being a heroic people that had saved the world and brought democracy to the world, suddenly we were having a big uh, moment of having to come back down to earth. The economy slowed down after some fantastic years, as, as by the way, uh, country, countries recovered from World War II and began to compete with us. Well, some of the some of the high flying economic uh, times of the fifties and sixties began to creep to a halt, and we had to adapt to competition. Anyway, I digress. This is at a time where American culture was ripping itself apart in ways that in some ways seem familiar to today and in some ways are completely foreign, far worse than, than today. Uh, something that's hard to explain to people whose entire frame of reference is the world from the last 20 years or so when uh, America has been a relatively placid place, especially if you get yourself out of the social media cloud and focus on, on life in America as opposed to in the media. It's been a good time. And likewise, for most Americans, it probably wasn't a horrible time in the late 1960s, but in the part of American society that we told the world about ourselves via our media, via our conventional wisdom, it was a trying time. We had a younger generation that was rebelling, supposedly, against the draft against the Vietnam War, against American foreign policy, against the control of an older generation. We had a political uh, establishment that was intensely cronyistic, that had been run by, uh, if you're, uh, whether you're a liberal or conservative, there was plenty to complain about. And people complained in ways that were, shall we say, a little more kinetic and tactile than they are today. We had riots like we haven't seen in this country, or at least seen only sporadically, uh, like, like, like we hadn't seen since the Civil War. 
in the United States. We had entire cities, Watts, North Minneapolis, St. Louis, Cleveland, Newark, burned to the ground, practically. Uh, Riots causing damage from which many of these communities have never recovered. South Central Los Angeles did not always used to be uh, a blighted free fire zone. It was tough. It had some troubles. It was not a fashionable neighborhood. It was full of people who had a couple big strikes against them, their their race not least among them. But after the, the Watts riots, after the riots in North Minneapolis and Newark and countless other cities, things took a turn for the worse from which they've not yet recovered. And that wasn't the least of the violence. Uh, big left back then took out some of its frustrations with explosives, the greatest wave of bombings in the history of this country, notwithstanding the Oklahoma City bombing, which is kind of a one-off bolt from the blue, intensely tragic, but kind of a kind of an anomaly at the time. Whereas in the 1970s, bombings were kind of blasé. People were getting kind of, oh, another bombing. And it was into this that the Apollo landing intruded. Uh, Taylor Diamond writes, yet the Apollo program is of vast historic importance, even though people in some cases barely remember it today. First of all, it was a hard-won Cold War victory at a moment when the long struggle against the Soviet uh, imperial communism was not going well at all, and it truly was not. And when U.S. society was looking uh, into the abyss of riots, terrorism, social disintegration, for just a moment— the nation stopped and watched while two of its truly best and brightest sons became the first humans to walk on another celestial body. Apollo 11 was an antidote to despair, and in the years to, con- uh, years to come, in the midst of defeat in Vietnam and, and a scandal that destroyed a president, it reminded many Americans of just what their nation could do when it tried hard enough. It also helped limit the loss of U.S. standing in the world at a time when things looked pretty bad. 1969 was right in the middle of what Paul Johnson called America's suicide attempt. It was in the book Modern Times, by the way, which is one of the best books I have ever read. All over the world, people were convinced that the United States was losing the Cold War, that communism was indeed the wave of the future. It's true. The fact that we beat the USSR to the moon made at least a few Europeans and Asians reconsider their pessimism. Domestically, Apollo was the last and greatest of the giant New Deal projects. It's true. It was a New Deal project 30 years after the fact, like the Tennessee Valley Authority, which led to new developments in explosives, and the Columbia River Project, which gave us aluminum in the sense that we have it today. The Moon Program added directly to America's overall military strength, building up national expertise in rocketry, computers, space navigation, and so forth. It also fulfilled the New Deal objective of bringing industrial development to the South, which is a Democratic Party stronghold. Yeah, there was petty fogging involved. Uh, why do you st- think everything to do with the space program got located in Houston and Florida and Alabama? Well, there you have it. It was a New Deal uh, fin- a wealth transfer. It was. And yet uh, it was, as, as Mr. Dienerman writes, a shot in the arm, socially speaking, that America needed. And, and one of only a few that I remember in my lifetime uh, times when all of America, to say nothing of the world in the case of the moon landing, all of America sort of came together and patted itself on the back. I want to say all of America. Not everyone was on board. There were plenty of people who said, we should have been spending this money on, on poverty programs. And by the way, we did. Oh, by the way, in addition to all of the, uh, the, the boost in military technology, that technology after the fall of the Soviet Union was turned to civilian use in addition to helping to fuel the peace dividend that made the 90s so incredibly prosperous and laid the groundwork for the prosperity we have today, supercharged even beyond the level of the 1980s. Uh, it, it was, in fact, the technology that led to the phone that your kids are looking at all the time, the, the technology that's in your car, the technology that's in your toaster, the Alexa that you might be listening to this show on. That was technology that started then in a space capsule that had less computing power than the calculator that you used back in 1995, by the way, I'll I'll have you know. Anyway, this was what the Apollo landing meant to the United States. I can only remember a few times in my lifetime comparable 
right after 9-11, of course, which is not a, a, a moment of hope, but in fact a moment of tragedy that brought us together for a while at least. And of all things, after the 1980 Winter Olympics, when America suddenly realized after one of the most, after a decade so dismal that it imprinted itself on my young mind at the time, having graduated from high school in 1980, that America could still pull together and do things together and do things that were great and, and things that we could be proud of. And that happened 50 years ago today. And if you are out there like me and you remember it, well, salute. Care, pass it along. More show when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. In Minnesota, you can take 10,000 different routes to adventure. One path leads you to bluff country biking and world-class hiking trails. Head in a different direction and explore modern art and a historic brewery. Navigate by boat to a lakeside restaurant or cruise downriver with friends on a paddleboard. No matter which route you take, from star-studded concerts to camping under the stars, you're destined to find your true north only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh-huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. You're a small business owner, and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored tech solutions, like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus thousands of top-brand electronics, accessories, and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 877-BY-DELL to speak with an advisor today. That's 877-BY-DELL. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering a legendary $49 air conditioner tune-up. For $49, a fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. If your AC unit needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. And don't forget to ask about the Blue Ox no-breakdown guarantee. Log on to GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, Patriot Book of the Month, Soaring to Glory, all about the Tuskegee Airmen, a story you need today as much as any other time. So do it! Go am1280thepatriot.com. Sign up for the Patriot Fan Club. Take your shot at a signed copy of Soaring to Glory. Everything you need to know about the Tuskegee Airmen. 651-289-4488 or AM1280. Let's just go hashtag Narn Show at Twitter. Let's go with that, shall we? Yes, let's win. Don't forget Brad Carlson back here tomorrow. One to three. I'm not.
not done yet. No, I'm, I'm sounding like I'm, I'm, I'm signing off. I'm not, I swear. Uh, the show is really, the fun is actually just beginning in, in a great sense here. Now, we did a little poll. Uh, actually, the Pew Research Group did a poll, and a, a poll of 1,000 fishermen show that at least 90% of them figured some fishing would get done in coming months. In the meantime, uh, a poll of 10,000 scuba divers indicated that there was at least a 91% chance that people were going to strap on tanks and go underwater and do scuba divery stuff. A, a poll of 1,000 residents of Munich, Bavaria, said there was at least a 90% chance that they were going to drink a lot of beer this October. Uh poll of 800 NASCAR fans indicates there's at least a 91% chance that people down south are going to be drinking a lot outside the month of October. A poll of Minnesota Twins fans indicate there's at least a 91% chance that come October, Minnesota Twins fans will be drinking just to forget about the how good this season could have been but may yet not become. I'm just trying to insulate you all against Berg's fourth law here. Work with me, folks. For that matter, a, a poll of 900 Major League Baseball players indicates that there's a 91% chance that baseball will happen sometime between now and October. In other words, the staff at Pew Research have been promoted from Captain Obvious to Major Obvious. And they're on the selection list for Lieutenant Colonel Obviousness. Oh, by the way, there's one other survey that that uh, that, that Pew Research did, indicating 91% of Democrats see violence next in the ongoing war of words. This is a piece that came out in the Washington Exam- Examiner yesterday at a week, after a week that saw the president and his foes tossing toxic words at each other. There's now a warning that the next phase could be, quote, violence, end quote. Nearly 8 in 10, nearly eight in 10 Americans told Pew Research that supporters for both sides could, quote, act, end quote, on the politically charged rhetoric with violence. It was higher for Democrats, 91 percent. That's a good solid 50 percent higher than Republicans, who answered 61 percent likely. And they say they want politicians to cool it, quote, uh, Americans broadly agreed that elected officials should avoid using heated language because it should incur- it could encourage violence. Nearly three-quarters of Americans say this, while just a quarter believe that elected officials should be able to use heated language to express themselves without worrying about whether some people may act on what they say, warned the Pew Research Center. While majorities in both parties say officials should avoid heated language, the view is more strongly held among Democrats than among Republicans. Trump is cited by a majority for stirring up the situation, but like anything Washington today, there is a partisan division on the subject. This is in the Washington Examiner today, a piece entitled Pew, 91% of Democrats, that's P-E-W, referring to the the research agency, not a a commentary on 91% of Democrats. Anyway, I I digress. Pew, 91% of Democrats see violence next in the war of words by Paul Bedard. Now, I will submit this for your approval or your perusal in any case. When progressives hear the word gun, the first thing they turn to is violent crime and mass murder. When progressives hear America, in many cases, they think oppression. When they hear police, in many cases, they hear, they, they think in terms of uh, oppression as well. Uh, you, you can tell a lot about what people, the downside of a person's character, by how they respond to stimuli like like that. Uh, for example, you uh, the, the gun example is my favorite one. Whenever Democrats are presented with the notion of a gun, they think someone going out there and committing violence, as opposed to someone on the right who most likely thinks law-abiding citizen, uh, hunting, sport shooting, self-defense, upholding the Second Amendment, being the final 
rampart against dictatorship? That's, that's what we think. What they think is violence. When they hear uh, gun owner, they think all sorts of nastiness. I mean, they're, 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 Thoughts very frequently turn to uh, scab- scabrous, scatological junior high humor. And that, in many respects, tells you more about them than it tells you about the issue that, that they've been asked about. I codified that observation in Berg's Seventh Law back in 2006, 13 years ago. Uh, the idea that whenever a progressive uh, calls out something they see as, as, as bad behavior on the part of a conservative, on the part of someone who's not a, a progressive, uh, what they're doing is is really letting their inner id out uh, or covering for something or distracting attention away from something as bad or worse that they have done themselves or that they will be doing themselves. Uh, because you look at the major episodes of violence in this country, especially in the last 50 years, they are vastly preponderantly visited upon us by the political left, the weathermen, the riots, the I mean, so and and in the last five years, where, where have you seen the violence from? Yeah, there there are nutcases out there on the right. There are nutcases out there among Trump fans, and yet you look at the political motivations behind. So many people who carry out actual violence in this country, who actually take their political differences out on people physically. Uh, you, I mean, you can't avoid, quote, anti-fa, who have, I mean, even on the air on this broadcast, have revealed their depraved inner nature. And these are literally the children of the Democratic establishment. So when a Pew poll says Democrats are more likely to see violence next in the war of words, it's because that is fundamentally the way orthodox Wahhabi Democrats are wired to see the world. If they don't get their way, hashtag resistance needs to be carried out in the streets kinetically. Now, you see some people who are taking it exceptionally literally. The folks from, quote, anti-fa are uh, taking taking it very literally and, and imparting this change kinetically, attacking people in the street. I mean, I mean, Portland, Oregon today may as well be controlled by, quote, anti-fa. I mean, they're roaming the streets with impunity. The police are letting them get away with it because the government has told them to let it get away with it. By the way, we're not talking a Republican government here in Portland, Oregon. You're not talking a Republican government in St. Paul that let, quote, anti-fa get away with aggravated assault on Republicans in the state capitol on March 4th, uh, 2017. So when a Pew poll says 91% of Democrats see violence next in the war of words, as opposed to 61% of Republicans, you're seeing that for the same reason you're seeing fishermen predicting fishing. For the same reason that scuba divers predict scuba diving. For the same reason that, that Twins fans predict demise in the standings although i hope not although i hope not although i hope not for the same reason that nascar fans in munich uh, munich germany residents predict lots of drinking because it's what they do not all democrats not all progressives certainly not all but a bigger more motivated minority of the Democrat Party, a slightly larger motivated minority of the progressive movement as a whole, does in fact believe that the change they want, the change that they are, because you got to be the change you want, so they are the change they're seeking, right? Do see the ends. Progressivism ends, progressivism's ends justifying their means up to and including 
committing violence on their fellow Americans. You got to break some eggs to make an omelet. The quote attributed to Joseph Stalin and Stalin's and Lenin's and Hitler's and tactics from all of these famous leftists throughout history are all right there on the board. If they won't respond to the Hopi Changey, well, maybe they'll respond to a billy club upside the head to their boots on your necks forever. Wow, this has been a depressing segment. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, seeing nothing but peace, love, prosperity, and light on the way forward. You control that, by the way. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-472-1494. 800-472-1494. That's 800-472-1494. Is your water softener slacking off? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing now for a water softener efficiency checkup. For just $33, Benjamin Franklin will give you peace of mind to make sure it's performing correctly. If it's beyond repair, you'll save $200 on Benjamin Franklin's installation of a new water softener. Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing today. Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber and your water softener experts. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckystations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments. And don't forget, if you disagree with me, you get on first. Promise. By the way, don't forget, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow, 1 to 3. I don't know what he's talking about yet. But I'm going to guess there might be sports and beauty pageants. Just taking a shot in the dark there, as it will. Speaking of which, my blog, Shot in the Dark, uh, Monday through Friday, five days a week, uh, covering Minnesota, national politics, sports, history, whatever I want to. 
I'm sort of like that that one sort of random FM station that plays all the music it wants and doesn't really care what you think about it. I I write about whatever I want. And clearly people care about it because I get people coming back to read me every day for 17 going on 18 years now. Uh must be uh, must be must be working. At any rate, article I I wrote about it seems longer ago, but it was really just about a month and a half, almost 2 months ago. Uh, it was a piece that came out in opensourcedefense.org, but it was an article by uh, – uh, an article by – I'm just going to look this up here real quick while my uh, browser isn't uh, – okay, Kareem Shia was his name. And he wrote an article pointing out the fact that uh, supporting civil liberties, the right to keep and bear arms, while it can feel like a long down- downhill slog supporting the right to keep and bear arms in our society uh, – in fact, just to borrow a cliche, it's become very easy to miss the forest for the trees, especially in a state like Minnesota, especially when big media and big left, but pardon the redundancy, are hammering you with uh, weed elms in and among the forest, especially on Second Amendment issues. And yet Mr. Shia points out in his uh, excellent article on the subject, uh, gun rights are winning and nobody has realized it, that... Uh, in fact, this is one civil liberties issue where as much as it feels like we people who support an originalist interpretation of the Constitution, the entire Constitution, all of our God-given civil rights, including the right to keep and bear arms, it feels like we're losing on all fronts. And if you listen to some of the the fundraising hucksters out there on this and many other issues, you, you might think that's the case. And of course... This is not to say that that you should not be an active member of our gun rights organizations. And by the way, every other liberties organization you can find to support, whatever it is, what's the the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth, uh, Fifth, the Tenth, the Fourteenth, all of them, all of the things that are, are, are God-given rights, they don't stay there on their own. Tyranny is na- mankind's natural state. Go ahead, prove me wrong. Bring historical evidence that mankind's natural state left to himself is freedom. Bring it on, anarchists. Anyway, the the right to keep and bear arms is at a high point in history and just keeps getting better. Uh, Mr. Shia points out that by any metric you want to, to choose, the right to keep and bear arms has been on a, an epic roll for the last 20 years. Uh, since I got involved in the issue 32 years ago, uh, we've gone from eight shadow issue states to 42. And, and of those, 17 or 18 are now permitless carry. And more importantly than that, the younger generation has come to accept gun culture as the norm and as a good thing. And in fact, for all of the yapping that you get, including this past week's uh, demonstrations at the Minnesota State Capitol by, quote, young people, the younger generation is more pro-Second Amendment than people our age. They may approach it differently than we do, but they, in fact, accept the notion that the Second Amendment is here to stay and is here for a good reason, which is why, of course, the anti-gun movement is pouring so much money into the likes of of David Hogg and other Potemkin youth organizations. Gun rights are winning, and the media is doing its darndest to make sure that we don't hear about this, that nobody hears about this. Uh, and we we've seen the results of this. Uh, n- numbers came out this past uh, week from the uh, Crime Policy Research Center. Uh, since 2007, the number of ca- uh, handgun permits has uh, climbed from four and a half million to almost thir- uh, almost 15 million, just about tripled in recent years. And murder rates have fallen from 5.6 murders per hundred thousand people to under four. Per hundred thousand, that's about a twenty-five percent drop just since two thousand seven, and that goes on top of the twenty-five percent before two thousand seven, fifty percent since nineteen ninety-five. We talk about this on the show constantly. By the way, more than that here in Minnesota, which 
has more carry permits per capita than Texas. As the number of permits issued rises by over a million every year, that not even counting the states that abolish permits altogether and go constitutional carry, the number of carry uh, carriers is, is likely even higher because there are so many states. The, the number of states in which no permit is required has doubled since 2015. At any rate, if, if you can find something to take heart in, do. Because uh, that, that, that's, that's one where you certainly can. And it's led to some interesting revisionism in history, a piece by Aaron Fuchs uh, in Business Insider this past week points out, as it leads with the headline, Obama's gun record basically consists of expanding gun owners' rights. There's a piece that was floating around this past week. It actually dates back a few years. But this is part of the revisionism you're seeing from the left these days. The Christian Science Monitor ran a very interesting piece uh, a few months ago uh, comparing Barack Obama and Mitt Romney's gun control records. In making that comparison, the monitor pointed out Obama has only ever signed bills expanding gun owners' rights. One of those uh, pro-gun laws took effect in 2010, allowed people to carry firearms at the Grand Canyon and other national parks. That was, a, that was a famous one, by the way, about the only one you could point to, as opposed to Mitt Romney, who was, while he was uh, in office and had any say on, on, on political matters, he, was, he spoke more in, in favor of gun control, as befits someone from Massachusetts. Even Republicans aren't especially pro-Second Amendment in Massachusetts. The thing is, Barack Obama had two things that you had to remember, and, and when your Democrat friends tell you this— uh, and they will. They, they they ignore two things. Number one, that uh, Barack Obama was forced to do that because he was faced with veto-proof majorities passing these laws. Vetoing it would have been stupid and cost him political capital for no good reason. Second of all, there was still a time when the gun movement, the gun culture in this country was something to fear if you're a progressive. They're starting to smell blood in the water. It's our job to make sure that they're smelling it wrong. Uh, our work never ends if you're a supporter of civil liberty in this country. Uh, that's why we're here, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the Halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking 
thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Hi, this is Al Momberg inviting you to join us for the World of Aviation this Sunday morning at 10.05 right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. This Sunday, we're going to hear Doug Nordmeyer's story. He was a naval aviator who has flown a variety of aircraft from the T-34 to the E-2 Hawkeye, which is the Navy's carrier-based AWAC. His is a fascinating story that you can hear this Sunday morning on the World of Aviation at 10.05 right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.